Peter Harold, CEO of Poseidon Nickel, an announcement today, Black Swan Restart Company update, and Pete, I did like your statement. The off-taken project financing work streams continue with a shortlist reduced to two parties with whom we are now negotiating separate off-taken project financing agreements. We're aiming to execute documents with a successful uh, party in late June, early July. So you are heading towards your final investment decision uh, late June, early July. Is that right, Pete? Correct, Marcus. We're getting to the pointy end. Good. And uh, it there is a suggestion as well that, of course, you're going to have to finance this project uh, if there is a decision to go ahead. And I think we saw with another resources company an offtake agreement which included financing. Is that what you're trying to get to? Absolutely. Yeah. Look, and and we've been pleasantly surprised with the level of debt that the um, people we're talking to are prepared to provide us. So that's that's very positive. Obviously, I can't disclose the number because it's still you know subject to negotiation, but it's a significant amount of money. So it's really good to see, and and that is always one of the things that's going to be good is that. In all the, in the case of the two shortlisted groups, both of them um, are providing the offtake and the financing. You know, it's, so you're not having to get a bank involved and have an, another party. So it's the offtaker is your financier, which is which is good because it just makes it a lot simpler. Right, and is this going to be an either or or both? No, it'll be an either or. It's one or the other. It's not a big enough deal to to basically have two parties splitting the offtake fifty fifty. It's a you know, we're not we're not talking about a, a massive amount of tonnage, so it's, no, it's definitely a one company deal. So, but you know, there's, it's still a competitive process, and what we've found is that every time we've gone to basically go back to the groups, you know, they've sharpened their pencil more and more. So, from where we were sort of at the, at the start of the year to now, the terms have improved, and the and the the, um, uh, the, the debt financing, you know, we've been able to improve as we've gone through the negotiations. So it's been a positive experience. And recent drilling, this is to try and uh, increase the size of the resource. Do you want to just tell us about that? Yeah, so what we what we did is um, before Christmas, we, we drained the pit of water um, and we were able to get two drill rigs into the bottom of pits, the Black Swan open pit, and uh, be able to drill over, over 10,000 metres of diamond. Um, and what we then did um, was able, we were able to then take all that material uh, and it's given us uh, basically a much better understanding of the mineralisation in that um, first couple of years below below the pit, which is critical for the mine design. So we were effectively infill drilling, if you like. And what it's going to be able to do is there was a lot of um, inferred material, which is obviously in, in under the jaw you've got, you know, sort of measured, indicated and inferred. And inferred material can't be included in a reserve, but measured and indicated can. So we're trying to bring up the level of confidence so that we've got more material going into indicated and measured. And that'll, you know, hopefully allow us to increase the reserve. So that's the, that's the aim. Um, and uh, that's that, that's progress. That's all finished, and the all the assay results. And now we've well, we've we've done all the internal work. We've done all of that work to Golden, who is is our geologic consultant, and they're just basically doing the peer review, and then and then they'll report back to us. You know, sort of any day now. And so you know, we were hoping to get that out um, at the end of you know before the end of May, and we still might. But we've sort of said that could be early June. So you know, that's a that's a big bit of work. It's been a major exercise costs us a couple of million dollars to do the drilling and it's going to be you know it should result in a, in a positive uplift on the project so um, we're pretty excited about getting that to the market and then 
obviously putting those numbers through the model that we have. And is the separate offtake and project financing agreement dependent on the outcome of that? Oh, no, I think that's only going to be an improvement. So, no, no that's, I mean, the, the, the two uh, groups that we've got have both done full due diligence on the project. So they've had site visits, they've done they've done reviews on you know all of the, the data, they've been in the data room. So they've basically been through all the inputs to the feasibility study that we did in November and, and critically reviewed all of those things and, and they did come up with any issues. So now it, it's, and, and that, that um, drilling, you know, should lead to a, an improvement in the, in the resource so I'd certainly not. No, it's not a, um, a CP or anything. Killer to the share price is delays. Are you now confident yes. of this timetable? Yeah. Well, we 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 you know we were very very keen to get the thing um, signed up and announced by the end of June, and we still might do that. But we've given ourselves a little bit of wriggle room. We've said late June, early July, and really that just allows for you know um, any delays in the um, uh, the documentation. I mean, we've got two fairly significant documents to negotiate. One one is the offtake agreement, and look, I've done many of those in my career. And look, you know, the fact is that they're a bit simpler to negotiate. A, a detailed um, loan agreement you know, can take a fair bit longer, um, and so we're just, you know, giving ourselves. You know, basically five weeks to do that is probably a little bit tight, doable. But we've got two groups starting to get two, and we've got to some t- at some point in time between now and then down to one. Uh, and so that that process can take it longer, given that it tends to be backwards and forwards between the lawyers. I mean, you agree to commercial terms, which we're pretty much done, then that all gets dropped into a you know it could be a fifty, sixty page document, and then you know the devil's in the details. So. We, we, we're giving ourselves a bit of extra time and saying well, that may not happen until early July, but we're, we, we're very confident that we'll, we'll keep that. You know, can we get there by the end of June? Possible, but we want to give ourselves a bit of wriggle room. So we're saying, you know, let's uh, late June, late June, early July is, is a realistic time to. Right, and it would be nice if the nickel price went up, wouldn't it? It would be nice, wouldn't it? Well, I think <laughs> it's been a shocker nickel, this year. Yeah, no. Well, look, it, it, look, it's still a good price mark. Let's face it. I mean, I ran operations when the nickel price was sub three dollars, right? Two dollars. One dollar eighty-seven to be exact. I mean, you know, it, it's a ten-dollar nickel price on nine dollar fifty a pound. You know, it's still a good price, right? especially with the currency at sixty-five cents. The, um, you know, I've run nickel operations when the nickel price was four dollars and the currency was at parity. That that that's hard work. But you know, nine dollar fifty and sixty-five is, is still a pretty good price. Um, the I think we're getting, you know, the, the market is twitchy because of you know debt ceiling and and Chinese economy and all the other bits and pieces, but. We know the fundamentals are good for nickel medium term, and we don't we don't need the nickel price to be you know super duper today. We need it to be super duper in twelve months time, and I, and I, and and from then on, you know. And I'm very confident that we're in a bit of a you know copper price is down. You know, all the base metals are off. It, it's just people being cautious at the moment. You know, there's other factors that are driving their decisions, and I think there's people that, that are just squaring up their books and you know for waiting to see what happens with obviously debt ceiling and. But look, we know that the market is fundamentally short. I mean, I, I it, commodities going forward. I mean, I went to the KPMG um, AFR um, metals conference over here on Wednesday, and gosh, you know, everyone's drunk the Kool Aid. I mean, the the amount of activity that's going to happen in the future, you know, you should be buying property in Western Australia. It's going to go nuts. I mean, <laughs> we are talking about a, an intergenerational change. I mean, we we've historically shifted, you know, shipped iron ore concentrate, you know. 
uh, offshore. That's going to change. There's so much downstream processing going to happen here. You know, the Americans are going to invest heavily. I mean, that Inflation Reduction uh, Act, the uh, uh, unfortunate acronym is the IRA. It's, uh, it's, uh, unfortunate it's, if you're English, you might understand. It, yeah, that, well, it's yeah. true. That's exactly. But look, it's they're talking about spending 330 billion US dollars. And the, the lady from the, um, I think she's the ambassador, I forget her name now, but she spoke and she said, well, that really translates. If you think about it, if the government's putting that much money and then you've got the American banks and and investors, she said it could be between one and two trillion dollars of investment, and and a lot of it is into you know making sure that the Americans have got a, um, a secure supply of those critical metals. So I think we're going to get we get we are going to see a huge amount of money coming in from the US, from the car manufacturers, from the government, and they're going to go into downstream, not not necessarily making batteries, but they're going to go from nickel concentrate into, you know, PCAM and or into nickel sulfate. And we're seeing it already. So I, I came out of that meeting super, super, super bullish on, you know, the nickel, lithium, rare earth um, commodities in, in Australia, copper, all of those metals, and, and also in just in the Western Australian economy. So I think, you know, when I look at Poseidon at a market cap of $130 million, I, I go, that's just ridiculously cheap for you know, if, if the nickel price is going to be $10 plus $10 for the next 10 years, then that, that, that is a bargain. So you just look at these things and, and I think everybody at the conference, it was a one-day conference and, you know, everybody was bouncing off the walls. It was because there is so much money coming into the system here and we are the best place to do business and resources in the world. You know, you can get permits, you can, it's a, it's a, it's a resource proactive area. It's got everything here. We've got the workforce, we've got the infrastructure. We've got the ability to get things done, and it, it's exciting. So I, I, I came away super pumped. Well, there is clearly an opportunity at the moment because we're all. If you if you look at the uh, nickel price, copper price, yep. we had the Chinese yep. reopening rally, which is a sentiment yep. thing rather than a fundamental thing, quite honestly. Uh, and we've had the Chinese uh, economic rebound petering out uh, collapse. Yeah. And yeah. the yeah. same thing's happening in uh, copper as nickel. Yeah. And stocks yeah. like Panoramic, uh, uh, the, yeah. the Poseidon nickel uh, share price is quite stable now, but the Panoramic share price uh, is at a year's low, as is the nickel price. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there is a great trade coming at some point oh, when yeah. metal prices right. turn around. Uh, and we're we're in the game, Pete, for our members of uh, timing resources. Yeah. I, we think the sectors are tr- a bit of a trading sector rather than an investment sector. There's a there's a trade coming, and um, well, it's it's here now, though, Marcus. I think these things have got you know. And what is interesting is you know you've seen the M and A activity, and the big guys, you know, they don't often find anything; they just buy it. And I think you're seeing now, and I think you know the people are circling on all these things, and I wouldn't be surprised if people are looking at Poseidon and Panoramic and I mean look what um, Wilo's just paid $750 million for um, Mincor right and you look at that and you go you know you could buy Poseidon Panoramic you know, even if you paid 100% premium and you still have some change you know I mean so there's there's opportunities out there, and and I know people are sniffing around. I mean, I mean, you know, just you can just tell. I mean, you only have to walk down the street in West Perth. Here, there's lots of uh, investment bankers floating around, and they've got all their little flip chart they showed of all their um, clients, and there be there's heaps of them here. You can just tell. I'm looking out the window now. 
How do you spot an investment banker from 50 well, yards? They, well, they just, because in, in West Perth, pretty much everyone wears Civi, but the, the bankers have always got their suit and ties on. So okay, good. I can't quite see one at the moment, but no, they're around. And I just think that, you know, why Lou? There's an article in the paper in the AFR today where uh, Luca. Um, basically says he, he's hoping that the, the prices stay a bit depressed so that they can pick, they can hoover up cheap nickel assets. So, you know, that, that, yeah, that to me just to says that, well, it, it is. And so investors should be, you know, they're just as clever. So they should be taking the opportunity. I mean, I'd be absolute, if I had any spare cash at the moment, I would be loading up on power. I oh, mean, well, that's ridiculous. Well, uh, Pete, you, you need to read the Marcus Today newsletter to find out when to pick it up because they're still going down at yeah. the moment. We'll, we'll is, spot is the it, pivot yeah. point for you and make a big Okay, well, can you let me know straight away? <laughs> I, will, and, I will. I mean, and but Poseidon is the same, right? And I mean, I'm not, I mean, obviously I'm talking my own book, but you sort of look at it and you go, now, when three years ago when we discovered gold and swan, the, the share price went to 15 cents, I got to, and the market cap was $500 million, okay? And you go, well, what's changed between now and then? And okay, we had, you know, obviously forest selling and Black Mountain sold a few shares, but fundamentally, you know, we're in a better, we're in a better place. The nickel price is, I think, probably higher than it was then and the outlook is better but we're just in this funny market where it's risk off right so i think this is the opportunity and the smart money i look at the register the smart i mean i looked at what's been happening in our register and the the big money as in the high net worths are buying more there's no question they're seeing this as a buying opportunity and i think you'd be mad not to weigh in at the moment but yes it doesn't mean it can't go up lower but uh yeah i think it's just a, it's a screaming buy because this is the issue that with with resources you know, there's no more of them right? they're very hard to find and you know they're harder to develop so if you've got assets that are operating and we'll we'll have an asset operating soon hopefully the, the, the cost of having to build a brand new plant from scratch getting all the pr- approvals it's a it's a from discovery you can't do it in less than five years so you know if you discover something now by the time you drill it out get it all permitted and build it the minimum is five years probably ten so here we are with a 12 month production i mean there's none of those around this don't exist as someone said it's like rocking horse shit very rare so we've just got to you know take the advantage and I think investors need to be you know looking around at these things and saying that's undervalued you know that's got there's, there's blue sky there it doesn't mean that the share price doesn't go up lower. and I'm sure that's what you're telling me. Well Pete if the uh, bottom comes in this resources uh, sentiment cycle and you have moved from uh, resource to producer uh, hopefully my super fund is going to look a lot more spectacular than <laughs> yeah. it currently does. Uh, good I, I, I always ask Peter uh, apart from you've always said uh, panoramic so I'm not going to let you do that one uh, yep. or pause uh, one mm. stock you'd buy from your WA vibe oh look I think you've got to have a bit of lithium in your portfolio don't you um, at the moment but I mean there's, there's, there seems to be an incredible um, and I, I just can't sort of work out which one to buy but you know they're all you've almost got to look for one of those that hasn't had to run like the others have done um, look I, I still really like um, you know there's a, um, there's a there's a number of different things that I'm really liking I mean copper you know I think everyone's saying you know it's got to be that and Caravel which is that project up um, near Wongan Hills which Alistair Cook who's an old colleague of mine has got involved in 
Um, it's low grade, but you know it's well located, and it's only got a market cap of about 120 million dollars. That that's a project that needs a, a development, but there's a study out and everything. I think that one's worth looking at. Um, CVV's code. I mean, I don't own it, don't own any, but I'm but I'm, I think that's a really interesting one. Um, just because of its location and it's an, going to be an easy place, only two hour drive from Perth. Um, so I think that's one to worth, worth looking at. Um, you've got me on the hover bit, and I've got a, 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 a list of a, you know probably twenty or thirty, but I just don't have it in front of me. So. Uh, but that'd be one to have a look at. Well, Peter. Um uh, an obvious one because it has uh, just had a, a guidance upgrade or production guidance upgrade uh, and has sig- significant revenue, but the share price absolutely in a hole, of course, is 29 metals, which is a yeah, great, exactly. great copper yep. play. And I think it's, if you read the forecast, it's going from $500 million of turnover, have I got that right, mm-hmm. to 740 next year, and yet the share price is in an absolute sentiment hole because of their flooded uh, mine. Yeah, that was, yeah, they've, they've had a really tough run. I mean, you know, I used to work gold growth back day. I, was, I, I shipped the first shipment of concentrate out in, in 1990. Um, it, it, it's yes, it's it's a good story. You know, they've had a tough time up in Queensland. Look, this, the weather events. You know, people have really copped it, and uh, and those guys, but specifically, and that's been very tough. But you know, they, they've got you know, and they'll get through that, and uh, they've got the right commodities at the right time in the cycle. So again, you know, I was bullish on that at two dollars, and I, what is the share price now? Sub sub a dollar. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I'll tell you in two seconds. Definitely worthwhile. I mean, they you know. When we when we were working on um, gold, uh, got, uh, Golden Golden Grove, I mean it was that was 1990 we developed the underground there, and and that's now turned into a sort of like a you know, like a, a literally a sort of a um, a whole uh, region. There's there's so many different ore bodies there that have been mined that have been discovered, Gosson Hill and all the things. I mean we just mined the one ore body at the time, but that's gone from strength to strength. So. You know, I don't know as much about the Queensland asset, but um, that seems to be, you know, obviously once they get sorted out with the, the weather event, it sounds like they're going to get an insurance claim. So they'll, they'll sort that out. Um, well managed and, and, yeah, clearly the, the, the market taken all the, the, the bad news and, and sort of marked down. But, yeah, they're, they're, there's another opportunity. Yeah, they're, they're down 75% this year. Uh, at the end of last year, they were about $2.60. They're now $0.68. Um, cents. Yeah, 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 even yeah. even uh, two weeks ago, they were double the share price now. Yeah. So. You'd have to say that to buy. I mean, clearly the market thinks they must be about to you know, do a raising or need some more money or something like that. Hence the, the reason why the thing's so Well, tough. maybe well, you know. maybe that's the thing. They do think it'll they'll need a raising. The brokers are saying they're going to have to raise more at a yeah. lower share price. Uh, yeah, or possibly, and unfortunately, the market just preempts that and, and marks it down. So that well, that, that in itself you know, could be a good buy. Well, hedge funds actually attack that sort of situation, don't yeah. they? And uh, yeah, yeah, the so, so there's a, going to be a rally, probably on the announcement of a capital raising. <laughs> it'll, yeah. uh, that'll probably be the moment. Anyway, there we go. And we'd have to assume that if they they do raise money, that all the incumbents would want to you know take up their entire at that price. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank well, you very much, you, Peter, Peter Harold, CEO of Poseidon. Nickel. Cheers, Margaret.